coming up. What an excellent day for the history of the devil. Part 11. And welcome to another episode of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we normally examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist. Minute by terrifying minute, my name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we are still your holy guides on this journey through, oops, all bonus episodes as we continue our descent into hell with Dante the Rump Alighieri. <laughs> and Big Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Dump Truck Alighieri. <laughs> <laughs> You know what they say, fat-bottomed Italian poets help make the world go round. And Virgil, I'm more famous in Dante's poem. Uh, Virgil, right? Yeah, or, right? And Virgil, I was born before last names, Virgilson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, if you'll remember, last time we encountered a, um, what's the collective term for psychics? Oh, yes, like a, a scam of psychics? A scam yeah. of psychics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking like a premonition of psychics, maybe, right? <laughs> You're too kind to that. I know, yeah, I know, yeah, 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 right? And their heads were turned all the way around, so they couldn't see even a few feet ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, great contrapasso right there. Um, after mm-hmm. this, we did the mash. We did the monster mash. It was a Malibulja smash. <laughs> um, we, we met a bunch, uh, a, a legion of silly devils with funny names. Um, these are different from the devils we have seen uh, previously. They um, <laughs> march to a different tune, you might say, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and uh, and they, they wanted to poke Dante in the butt, uh, but not in the good way. Um, <laughs> Depending on who you are in the situation. Yeah. <laughs> they have a blast doing it. Yeah, they do. They do. Right. Uh, but they got pitched into some pitch uh, and our boys made a running sliding jump into the next Malabolje uh, where we uh, we got uh, these people dressed like monks of Cologne and they all smell really sexy. Um, <laughs> but they're forced to walk in gilded cloaks lined with lead. Uh, we climb out of that Malabolje. I'm going to miss those devils though i know right like they yeah. were yeah oh hey, hey hey we you know maybe maybe they'll show up again we, we never know we haven't finished this thing yet <laughs> we never know yeah. we, we've read it <laughs> I didn't ha- well I, I mean i mean yes we've we have we have read the entirety of of dante's inferno before recording yes yes you're absolutely right Co-host Keenan, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> It'd be great if they show up in Paradiso. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we're here. We got we got rumps galore. It's like just a special pass. It's just you know, it's like <laughs> right. We can't. God can't stay mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're just they're just so you know they're just so lovable. They're just so they're so so impish. You know. Because they're imps. Yeah. Because they're imps. Yeah. So after this, we descended into the pit of thieves where we met a bunch of people being all bit up by snakes. And we Mm -hmm. meet specifically Vanifucci, uh, who begins to tell his tale. Even as the snakes continue to bite him and he bursts into flame, falls into ash, and then pops back up again to uh, to continue. <laughs> yeah, and another thing. And another thing, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's where we left off, was in this circle of thieves being um, being uh, 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 menaced by these snakes and, uh, and bursting into flame and crumbling into ash. Yeah, and our break in Cantos is in the, is in the middle of Vanicucci's uh, sort of uh, uh, tirade. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. even Dante, the author, is like, well, we need to take a break here. You're just yeah. going on and on. <laughs> what, is it, it, what, what is the uh, the SpongeBob thing? It's like 12 hours later. <laughs> exactly. And Vanifucci still got to say, another thing. Right? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, so now, uh, Canto 25, Malibu just seven, circle eight, right? Um, so let's break down this canto, right? This one's got a lot of action and comparatively little dialogue. Um, this is a continuation of our previous canto. We got Vanifucci, and he is shouting blasphemies at God, right? Remember, <laughs> right. This, is, this is after he tells his story about stealing the sacred items from the church, right? You know, like uh, Jean Valjean. Um, in um, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Um, and so now he's sort of like, and I'll do it again too. <laughs> yeah, the text I see, just because I happen to have it right here. Uh-huh. So this is the translation I have. Um, at the conclusion of his words, the thief lifted his hands aloft with both the figs, which I think is the 
the Italian hands. Oh, the, yeah, they do look like figs. I'm, yeah. doing, I'm doing them right now, folks. <laughs> so he lifts his hands. Sorry. So he lifted his hands and laughed with both of the figs, right? Crying, take that, God, for I at, at thee I aim them. So he aims these figs at God. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and, and, and much like our boy Capaneus, this, uh, this sore loser <laughs> is immediately punished, um, here with a swarm of snakes, mm. a, a gaggle of snakes. What's the collective of snakes? I would say a Slytherin or a, Ooh, a Slytherin, yeah. A, yeah. a tongue lashing of snakes. A tongue snakes. lashing of snakes, right? <laughs> I was thinking like, like a Medusa of snakes or, mm. or a Gorgon of snakes or yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, like a Medusa, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so this guy gets attacked by a bunch of snakes and he runs off. <laughs> I love that uh, uh, visual. It's like, ah! mm-hmm. um, as uh, as Father Thomas Esposito puts it, proud and pathetically angry. Okay, so it's not even like ah, it's like ah. <laughs> yeah, he's pouting. Yeah, yeah. that he lost. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'll get you next time. Ah. God. Ah. <laughs> yeah, at least Capaneus is blown to smithereens and doesn't. We don't have to see him slinking away. Like, right, like right, right. Energy. He's just he's just up uh, up in that like desert with the with the snow falling fire and just powder. <laughs> right. Just like. Mm. No, no, no. So, no, I don't even feel it. No, it doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, so, so again, we have this sinner who's, who's, you know, living his contrapasso, half, hashtag living my best contrapasso. Um, <laughs> and he's not learning anything. Nobody right. seems to be learning anything in, in Dante's hell. <laughs> Keenan, what if in Dante's version, as soon as you learn, you can like move on. But that's the irony is that they're down here because they will never learn. I mean, like this is this is obviously not you know the, the first mention of like eternal damnation. But remember, mm-hmm. there there was a time when the ancient Hebrews believed that specifically um, uh, the place called Gehenna was a temporary place for uh, purification and cleansing and refinement. Um, and I guess sort of like like Catholics see uh, purgatory, right? You're you're purged of your sins. And I wish I knew the timeline for this, right? It probably doesn't match up. But mm-hmm. the fact that we are continually seeing only sinners who are refusing to learn sort of turns it into Schrodinger's sinner. Like <laughs> meaning meaning that that we can't say for certain that learning wouldn't help them in some way because no one has yet. What do you think? Right. Yeah, yeah, because Virgil's not going to take him. Oh, you know, I guess Virgil could do anything because Dante's mm. writing him because he's a fictional character. Right. <laughs> but Virgil's not going to be like, oh, and let, let me take you through this, this journey of one of these sinners learning and getting sent from hell to purgatory and working his way up. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've been thinking a lot about that. So, uh, you know, I often don't remember anything that we record <laughs> <laughs> until I listen to it on the show uh-huh. <laughs> and like hear Lester's edited version of it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> we were talking about, yeah, arcs and how, and how, like, we were sort of discovering this on air a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, arc isn't really a thing um, at this time, like character arc, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we, like Shakespeare has them, right. but uh, ancient Greek plays don't necessarily have them, right? right. Or mm-hmm. like, if it's an ancient Greek comedy, it's not really that they learn anything. It's kind of that like society is like, oh, you, we accept you, right? Right. Like, or you've done a task, so then you win, but it's not like people have changed really. Right. But I was thinking about that more because there are arcs in the in the Bible, of course, right? Mm-hmm. So there is um, uh, St. Paul, you know, like we see him oh. having his great arc and his great change, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which does not involve him changing his name just so we don't get any letters. So right, right. like that's the thing is that people say like he was Saul and then he became Paul when he when he converted, which isn't true. He mm-hmm. had two names. Right. Yeah. Like you're Lester, you're also less sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're Lester Jr. or Lester the third, depending. Right, right. <laughs> you could say that less is is more than, <laughs> than than he than he puts out there sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. If people, yeah, if people were like, oh, here on this social media it says Lester Ryan Clark, and this uh-huh. other one it says Lester Clark. Uh-huh. Then he that that must have been when he converted to Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> Changed his name. It mattered so much. Spread the good news. (laughs) Spread the good news. Right at this at this Starbucks when he went by Lester instead of Les. (laughs) Careful listeners will be able to pinpoint um, way, 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 way back. I was uh, I was introducing myself as like my name is Lester Clark, and then just at some point I just decided to say Lester Ryan Clark. uh, You know, (laughs) and there wasn't some great big epiphany. You didn't become right handed instead of left handed. No, no. I just uh, I was just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my uh, my full name. Well, no, actually, I'm gonna use more <laughs> of my of my full name. <laughs> By the end of this uh, this show, will be is like my I, I've been I've been Lester Ryan Michael Clark the third. <laughs> 
I've been, right. I'll, I'll drop a ball. I was like, I've been Dr. Lester Ryan Michael Clark. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some arc. Yeah, we did oh, yeah. doctor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when we were, when we were kids, like in, um, in high school and college, you know, we used to have to call and then, so kids today, just imagine this, when you wanted to get hold of your friend, you'd have to call their parents uh-huh. at their house, which yeah, <laughs> is terrible. Mm-hmm. So you'd go, uh, hi, is uh, Lester there? Mm-hmm. And they would go, which Lester? Right. And you'd go, Lester Jr. And they would go, uh, which Lester Jr.? <laughs> 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 you're Lester Junior Junior. Yeah. So yeah. Eventually, eventually they learn your voice, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, okay." This yeah. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I've been I've been on the phone with somebody who's been trying to, who who thinks they're talking to my dad for an embarrassingly mm-hmm. long time, <laughs> and vice versa. Um, yeah. Did you ever call your dad and get confused? <laughs> Did I ever call my dad? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, "Wait, who is this? <laughs> this is Lester." <laughs> no, I'm Lester. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I I got a phone call from. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a Scrooge and Marley situation going on? Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Yeah, yeah, what were yeah, yeah. we talking about? Dante. Uh, were we? Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. But there are there are there are arcs, character arcs in right. the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yes. So so that that was just interesting to me as I've thought about this since listening to our episode when we we're talking about the lack of arcs in a lot of our literature. Mm-hmm. Like eventually that. Like eventually people are like, oh yeah, like because for them the Bible is history, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then eventually they're like, oh yeah, like like in history, right. people change <laughs> as opposed to like character being immutable, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it, like the Bible is such a weird amalgamation of of like history and mm-hmm. narrative and historical narrative. Right. And you know, depending depending on on what you want to take as um <laughs> gospel. Um <laughs> You know, you're gonna you're gonna have a very different time with it, I think. Right. Yeah. But I mean, Paul existed, and he was a, a he was a Jew who became an, a Christian. Like mm-hmm. that, that's yep. that's real. That's mm-hmm. um, wrote a lot of letters. I hope that's not. Yeah, he wrote a lot of, a lot of epistles. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I hope that's not controversial. <laughs> like, like Paul was a real person, yeah. and he really had these changes. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, there is arc there. Um, now I can't think of a single other character in the Bible. <laughs> Name a woman. <laughs> What? What? Name a woman. <laughs> There's a great. It's Billy International Eichner. Bible Day. Name <laughs> a name a character Bible. in the Bible. Every day is International Bible Day. <laughs> There's a great Billy Eichner where he's um, interviewing with his cameraman, and uh, he's like, "Hey, who do you like better, uh, me or Seth Rogen?" Because they were going to be in The Lion King together as Timon uh-huh. and Pumbaa. Mm, okay. And like, and the lady's like, "Oh, I love you. He's terrible. He's not funny at all." I was like, "Well, great. Uh, here we have Seth Rogen," <laughs> and he <laughs> takes down the camera. He's like, "Hey." <laughs> Uh, see, that's right, why yeah. I only have nice things to say about people <laughs> that I can't see in front right, of me. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, eventually I'll think of a, another biblical character. But, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but there you go. Paul, right. who was also Saul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ramesses. He's in the he's in the Bible. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he doesn't change. No. Well, he gets. Yeah. He, he famously doesn't change. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Peter. <laughs> he appears in the Bible, and and Peter changes. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyways, yeah. I mean, Adam and Eve they they go through a oh, pretty yeah. big change. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I think that's very interesting yes. thinking about like how how it took a while, right? Yeah. Hundreds of years, it seems. I mean, I'm sure that there are exceptions, but where mm-hmm. the norm in literature became arc, where now right. if you don't have arc, it's kind of seen as like, oh, you're making a really bold choice by having a character who doesn't go through any change whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's for for characters, for people. I'm right. I'm wondering, and I know like I'm I'm sure we already covered it in, in mm-hmm. one of these history of the devils, but like when when and who like 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 who was the person and when did it happen when when we we established it's like okay hell is forever mm-hmm. and you, there's no getting out of it because right. like i'm it, i really am wondering it's like is this a case of uh, of of dante making a point of like it's like well th- these people could get out but they are so bad this is the proof of how bad they are that they're still here mm-hmm. you know? right um, I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. Because like, him on the outside is like, oh, this is very simple. You should just stop being a um, a sodomite or whatever. Right. You just, just stop being a blasphemer. Yeah. Like it's it's very clear. It's easy for me. Mm-hmm. Look look at all the non blasphemes I'm doing. Right. I'm not a racist. I'm not. A, uh... <laughs> 
right. I'm not a murderer. I'm not. Look at all the th- all the all the crimes that I haven't committed. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So in the Bible. Yes. Okay. So okay. Back to back to Vani Fucci. Um, mm-hmm. So well, actually, no, because he runs off screaming, right? Right. <laughs> um, and we are once again met with a horseman. Yay! Uh, yay! Right. This is uh, this is a another centaur. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is Cacus or or Cacos. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cacus because I like that. yeah I like that better. Cacus yeah, um, and we know this because Virgil loudly whispers to Dante, "That's Cacus." <laughs> Just like he did with Nessus, right? Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, Cacus is famous for uh, stealing a whole herd of cattle uh, and then being clubbed to death by Hercules. Man, <laughs> Hercules figures a lot in uh, the Inferno. Everyone's got a beef with Hercules. Yeah, he must have been. I mean, I think he was. Just Everyone's a got a beef with Hercules because he stole cattle. Hercules stole cattle? No, <laughs> no Cacus stole cattle! Oh, that's Cacus! <laughs> he stole from Hercules. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like the sorry, I was I was I was uh, responding to your actual right. astute literary point. <laughs> okay, and, and not my stupid pun. Okay. Oh, our fans love your stupid puns. <laughs> Because now they're like sure. now because we have our listener group, right? Compelling uh-huh. conversation on Facebook, and right. and they'll you know they'll send th- people will send things in. They'll send things about the movie The Exorcist. They'll send mm-hmm. things about the devil or mm-hmm. the, or the Bible or mm-hmm. or some of the actors or whatever. And then and sometimes just like I just saw this stupid pun and thought of you all. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a pun about nothing at all. But <laughs> Kenan, I, I I appreciate you taking taking the hit with me. <laughs> But I saw that post too, and, yeah, yeah. and it was specifically I saw this stupid pun, and I thought of you. Lester. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I love how you very generously. I, I, I was we. I was going to say the story right, and I thought that that sounded really mean. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we've we've got Hercules a lot, and like people that Hercules has um has um you know Slated vanquished. And, yeah. Sl- yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Um. But yeah, he, he must have been like, this is proof, I guess, of like how popular he would have been. I'm not yeah. sure why. I'm not sure what makes him so popular to Catholics in the 1300s. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's really there. I mean, yeah. It's very interesting how how Dante kind of picks and chooses with these. Mm-hmm. Like, like again, a lot of Greek stuff in his in his hell. Right. Um, But then we have like, st- like, like we're going to see people being punished for, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, going up against the Greek heroes. But it's right. like Dante... The Greek heroes are also like like you have Alexander the Great in a boiling river of blood too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so like which is it? You know, yeah, and I, we're gonna see a very. Surprising... Or you have Capaneus insulting Jove, <laughs> right? right? And then we're saying, oh, Jove is God, which right. is quite uh, non-scriptural, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And then yeah. you have Caesar as one of the noble. Pa- I know he's Roman, but like you have Caesar right, right. as one of the noble pagans. But then down below, like you know, we haven't met him yet, but we got uh, um, Cassius uh, and Brutus. You know, right? Um, and we're gonna we're gonna see one of the Greek heroes in here, which is quite surprising. Right? Mm-hmm. For saw that so yeah so yeah but yeah we like we really like hercules he put the yeah. glad in gladiator <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, that was not me <laughs> yeah his his tearing deeds are great theater hercules <laughs> yeah is he bold Kenan, no i think you mean hercules <laughs> honey you mean hercules <laughs> yeah that that's that 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 lady is based on uh on dante alighieri <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, how do you mean Hunkulies? <laughs> oh my god! I got something to say about them once we get to, um, if we get to uh, Paradise Lost. Um, All right, because mm-hmm. that's it's it's basically a, a, like a retelling of a you know of an epic poem, and like I imagine the 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 uh, the muses are just are just talking about how great the <laughs> devil is and how sexy he is. <laughs> He's got mm, abs, as I, under, yeah. as I understand it. Yeah, he's got oh, yeah, a he's lot got of abs, abs right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, never skips leg day. Um, but yeah, so, okay, okay. We get back to, back to Cacus, right? Cacus. Cacus, right? Um, so, so he has, Cacus has snakes all up and down his back, right? Mm-hmm. And also a little dragon riding him um, <laughs> and blowing fire onto the back of his neck, right? Mm-hmm. But like everyone else, Cacus doesn't seem to notice this, but instead he is running, uh, galloping uh, around and shouting for the guy who just went, ran away, Vani Fucci, right. right? Calling out, where is the unripe sinner, right? <laughs> um, right? It's just, like all he's, all he's trying to do is uh is punished so he okay keenan cacus works here right right i think and all so the his, centaurs do right okay all right so anybody anybody who's not human basically um oh yeah i guess so mm-hmm. yeah and so so cacus is like his job is to punish but he's also being punished yeah i thought that was weird i mean you know 
He's so. What's his punishment? Getting snakes and and dragons on him, looking all badass. Right. Right. Well, I get. Well, <laughs> I mean, I imagine it hurts. You know. <laughs> but, but he they, just walks around like one of those action heroes, just like not noticing. Right. Yeah. He's, he's like bleeding in really sexy ways. Like I imagine. I imagine scar his, under his eyes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the the pain makes him even more angry. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Right, but he's just he's just all about like uh, you know punishing uh, Vani Fucci. Right. Um, but yeah, like what's a you know like Nessus didn't that Nessus back you know Nessus <laughs> didn't didn't have to to go through any punishment. He just you know he was having a good old time like shooting sinners in the boiling river of blood. He didn't have right. no snakes on him. That's why I think Cactus is not um, being punished. I think he's just enjoying. I think he's it's just, a fashion statement. He gets he gets to have a dragon on his back, and then every yeah. once in a while the dragon gets to go and blow some fire on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine the, the dragon's got it. Sounds like yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's like meowth, right? Yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, there he is. There's Vanny Fucci. Go get him. Fast I'll be you right mook. behind you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's Cacus. Um, and then the next part of this canto features five Florentine thieves. Five Florentine thieves, four inverted popes, three dog heads, two evil pockets, and, and a panther, panther or a leopard, leopard. we're not, not sure. sure. <laughs> Thank you for going with me on that. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's uh, getting getting to be the season over here, folks. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. What is, what is, what, what is Christmas in hell? <laughs> what happens? Oh, oh, everyone's just concerned about presents and when spending and... It's commercialism, just all, all the way down. <laughs> all right. right, right. Yeah. So, what are these? Uh, what are these five thieves? Okay, yeah. So, so what's their deal? So, uh, so these five thieves are in the process of transforming mm-hmm. and fusing into each other, changing to and from reptiles. Specifically, mm-hmm. uh, Dante mentions lizards. Um, mm-hmm. So we had a lot of snakes, and now we got lizards. Right? We had that dragon right. in the middle, but then you know. Um, right. So, so Dante describes in great detail how this um, this six legged lizard, who turns out to be a thief named uh, 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 Chanfa, um, he jumps at one of the other thieves and fastens onto him, and they begin to fuse in this really long and frankly painful sounding description until they become mm-hmm. uh, what I imagine to be the middle picture in those Animorphs books um, that, I, <laughs> that I didn't read as a kid, but I just remember the covers. Um, do, you ever, do you ever read those, Keenan? No, too spooky. <laughs> just no, because some of them would be like, oh yeah, I'd like to be an eagle or something, right. but then yeah, a little bit. Then some of those pictures are just horrifying. Mm-hmm. Someone stuck midway between, between girls and otter right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's the one you always look at. There's like there's like five, you know, steps to the transformation and you just like, right. your eye goes immediately to the middle one because it's like right. in the center of the cover and you're like, huh, okay. So that's that's um, that's what you would look like for a while if you were caught between like a, a boy and a lizard, I guess. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing one that is an aardvark. Uh, that, that looks terrible, mm-hmm. an anteater. This one can't be real. I'm going to text you this one. Okay. Of this. <laughs> this can't, this can't be real, right? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, tell them what tell them what I sent okay. you. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I think this is a photoshopped one, but this is um, this is a, a well, they're all photoshopped. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Keenan. <laughs> this was this was a documentary. No, um, but yeah, it's got it's got the Animorphs title, um, and um. It's got a, a girl. Uh, she's sitting cross-legged with her arms folded. She's in like some kind of like yoga swimsuity thing. Right, right. And then she puts her hands on her hips, and then they go out, and she's spread, and it's like her her head is elongating into uh, uh, something like 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 a cone head type thing. Very painfully. Very yeah. painfully. And then she is a starfish. <laughs> so a couple things I looked it up this is a real animal what? one <laughs> so this is called the separation but but Keenan uh, <laughs> it's going from like the other ones go from from left to right right you know they go yeah, from they yeah, go yeah. from like you know like like kid to animal left to right mm-hmm. this one is going from left to right but it starts out as the starfish are we to believe having not read this story that this starfish turns into a regular girl yeah i don't see why we have to leave the starfish out from having fun <laughs> turning into things as well they're also animals there's no rule saying a, a starfish can't <laughs> right exactly play basketball yeah. yeah uh yeah so that's that's why the other thing is i i don't want to read this you know it's only 156 pages but like oh, what wow. what advantage would turning into a starfish <laughs> give you? Because even like when it's like, oh, I'm going to turn into a cockroach, like you can move around and right. get through things. And survive and radiation and, you know. 
<laughs> right. That's also a real one where a guy turns into a cockroach. But, wow. But um, well, I thought that was Kafka. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Kafka that's a little morphs. known thing <laughs> called met- metamorphosis. <laughs> the original yeah, metamorph. <laughs> Um, yeah, any any ideas of what would benefit you to turn into a starfish in I any situation no whatsoever? <laughs> I, I can think of like other, you know, like like a, a, a monkey, a snake, a bird, a, a lion. Like all of these give you like an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Star, I don't know. <laughs> like being an otter would be fun. Yeah, sure. Uh, being a starfish, I can't imagine is fun. That, that seems like the least. If there is, <laughs> if reincarnation is a thing. That seems like a punishment. <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, but as we have pointed out, Keenan, it's going from left to right. <laughs> I'm more convinced than ever now that this is a starfish becoming a girl, which is a it's major starfish. advantage. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's a big issue. She can pick things up. Except she has to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so if, if she were a starfish who got bisected, mm-hmm. right, she can regrow. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an advantage, but that's a pretty you know passive advantage. Yeah, I would say. yeah. I don't know what heist they're going to do, but <laughs> like, like, hey, yo, bad guy, cut off my arm, and that's going to help me. I promised Johnny I'd go to the prom with him, <laughs> but I also promised my professor I'd have the 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 report on starfish in by Monday. So you think that she could grow into two starfishes? And then do the report and go to John as a starfish. No, this isn't working. Um, <laughs> as two different people. As two different people. <laughs> and then that, when she morphs back, she's, she's two different starfishes. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never read an Animorphs book. I've never read them. I'm assuming that they do morph back to people eventually. <laughs> and then things go back I to hope. normal. Because otherwise it is hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. This is this is this is specifically a hell concocted by Dante Alighieri. There we go, and we're back. Yeah. All right. But so yeah. they're anamorphing into lizards and things, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. combining and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what yeah that's what we go, got going on here. Uh, we got we got Chanfa and this other thief was named uh, uh, An- Agnello. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess we got to decide on a on a on a ship name now. Um, we're gonna call him uh, Chanello or or Anfa or uh, or, 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 or Anna. Anna. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go go with the simple one, Lester. Come on, right? Yeah, I love it. Okay, so uh, another thing here. So, um, so Father Thomas Esposito, uh, he also notes that the melding of these two thieves causes them to be both two and none, uh, oh. not not one, but none, right. right? And of course, that that made me think of like I am no one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the point I think he's trying to make is that uh, in the in the mingling of these two souls, uh, their individual features are stripped away and they lose their separate identities, right? So mm-hmm. there is no longer a there's yeah there's no longer a Chanfa or um, an Anjelo to go back to, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, we get another pair of sinners. Um, this is Francesco and Buoso. Uh, speaking of identities, Dante seems very keen to name them, although mm-hmm. for us, it doesn't really make a difference. Um, but but we got Francesco uh, starting out as a serpent and mm-hmm. Buoso as a man, and then they swap. The Animorph, you mean? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was seeing that Buoso might be a real person. Oh, okay. I was wondering so, about this. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I don't know about Francesco. I mean, if one of them is real, then the other one's gonna right, be, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah maybe for, maybe they're both real people. Yeah, right, right. So we got Francesco Serpent, Buoso Man. No, 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 no. Buoso Man, Francesco. <laughs> yes, yes. That's right. You are you are correct again. <laughs> Yeah. So so that is Canto 25. Um, I, I also just want to point out that in the middle of this uh, transformation, Dante mm-hmm. breaks the fourth wall again to right. marvel <laughs> at his own descriptive powers. Um, and he compares himself to, to Ovid and to Lucan, you know, those noble pagans we met in the first circle, right? In Limbo. And he's like, and then they were all changing, and his skin was getting scaly. Man, this is this is really good stuff. This this is like when 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 Lucan described Sebulus and 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 Nisidius, or when Ovid told the story of Cadmus and Arethusa. This is just like them, but but better. And I gotta love Dante for that because that is a very Stephen King thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan, have you have you read Salem's Lot? No, I've only read Misery and Dolores Claiborne, which are the Kathy Bates suite. Ah, but yes, not, not Salem's Lot. Love both of those actually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, in Salem's Lot, there there is a part in there, and folks, by, by the way, like 
the way I talk, this sounds like I hate Stephen King. I don't. <laughs> he is one of my- No, favorite. yeah. You pick him as your guide. Yes, yeah. I pick him as my guide. He's one of my right. favorite authors, right? Right. I have his books in Pride of Place in my office, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Top row of my bookshelf. His Dark Tower books are one of my all-time favorite series of books. I read them every year, right? I'm rereading them now, even, even though I should be uh, reading Paradise Lost, just in case we cover that. Um, <laughs> I love Stephen King, but I love him in the way that some people love The Simpsons, in, the, <laughs> in that there is so much Stephen King- Right? right, that it is inevitable that sometimes I will stumble upon a story uh, or a page or a sentence, and I'll be like, "Stevie, come on!" Um, <laughs> worst episode worst ever. Episode ever. Um, <laughs> and there's a part in Salem's Lot, Keenan. Right, his right. his famous vampire novel um, tagline is like, uh, "You know, what if Dracula came to rural Maine?" Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a part. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't read it. Uh, Dracula comes to Maine, um, or, or, or someone very much like Dracula, right? Or something or very some much like Dracula. Place very much. No, like, yeah. <laughs> but yes, and, and near the end, right before the final showdown, one of our heroes, an, an older gentleman, a high school English teacher, is put out of commission. He is bedridden. He and he is giving the younger, more able heroes advice on how to kill this vampire. And after giving them this sage advice and sending them off with his blessing, they're outside his hospital room and one character turns to the other and says, did he remind you of someone? And this other character passes a shaking hand over his eyes and says, yes, Van Helsing. <laughs> Authors, stop doing this. <laughs> Blatty, don't have Captain Howdy reflect that he sometimes sounds like his older brother's screw tape. <laughs> Dante, what are you doing in this canto? And Milton got so much shit for basically attempting to write a Christian version of the Odyssey, and now Dante's mm. doing it here in this canto. And I'm, re- I'm realizing now that everyone I named is like a is one of the great authors of their time. So, <laughs> am I wrong? Am I the, the crazy one? No, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> it's the, it's the children who are wrong. Yeah. No, but um, uh, yeah. So they're all they're all like. Your what your complaint is that they're they're all saying, "Hey, I'm within the canon, right? Like this is right. this is as interesting as as the canon that I grew up." This with. is just like Dracula, isn't it? <laughs> this is just like, hey, this is just like the screw tape letters, isn't it? <laughs> and now Dante's like, hey, this is just like those, just like the poet Ovid <laughs> or Lucan, right? So yeah, don't don't do that, everybody. <laughs> Um, Not unless you want to end up like uh, Dante and yeah. remembered forever. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, okay, okay. Maybe I should just back off and shut up, right? But I, I just, Keenan, I just get so livid when this happens, much like the comedian Lewis Black. Um, yeah. Okay, so that is Canto 25. Now we move on to Canto 26. We start out still in Malabolge 7, Circle 8. Um, so we leave Malabolge 7, and we come upon the 8th Malabolge, and Dante looks down into it, and he sees something eerily beautiful. He sees these little pinpoints of light moving to and fro, reminding Dante of fireflies. Um, we come to find that these are human-sized flames, or I guess uh, fires, like bonfires, human-sized because they engulf each of the sinners in this evil pocket, in this malabolja. Um, so it's so it's like they're in hell, but they each get their own personal bonfire, right? And that made me think again how um, how all the sinners in Dante's hell are so like self-contained, self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. Even the fire is individualized in this way. Right? Oh, right. That's yeah. interesting. Hmm. Um, and, and it made me think of those uh, those beautiful candle flames that fell like snow back up in the seventh circle, right? And again, mm-hmm. that just seems so much more disturbing to me, right? You know, Dante would look down into this pit and he would see what he first perceives as something delicate, delicate and beautiful, like fireflies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually like individual sinners being roasted, right? Right. Yeah. But yeah, so speaking of uh, referencing other people's works, um, this canto pretty much uh, requires that you are familiar with Ulysses, uh, not not the not the modernist novel by James Joyce, uh, which mm. chronicles the adventures of Leopold Bloom. No, I'm talking about Ulysses, aka Odysseus, um, hero of Homer's Odyssey. Um, uh, can I go back to Joyce for a second? Yeah, you, uh, sure, did, sure. Did sure. you hear this this news that there was a um, there was a uh, book club? That was oh. reading Finnegan's Wake. Did you read this news? I I, I did not read this news or that book. <laughs> no one's read the book. Okay. okay. <laughs> so there was a book club in California. They took almost 30 years to read Finnegan's Wake. What? And they just finished. Yeah, yeah. So they, they were like, you know, this is the most challenging book that potentially in English at all, right? Uh-huh. So they would say that some weeks they would read one or two pages and that was fine. Huh. So they, were, they went through and it took them 28 years and they just finished it. And so do you know what they decided to read next? Uh, what? Finnegan's Wake again <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so they're starting over again. Second verse, same as the first. <laughs> That's a Malabolja right there. It's like you're forced to read. It's on a desert island, and all you have is Finnegan's fucking wake. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of um, there's I'm, – I'm uh, part of a bunch of um, you know Lord of the Rings groups on Facebook, uh-huh. and uh, I'm getting into the Silmarillion. I've read it a bunch of times. Okay. And I'm like every time I, I read it, I get like – I understand it a little bit more. But mm-hmm. there's this there's this hilarious meme of um this I don't I don't know who this is. I wish I could like, you know, say like historically. It's it's that meme of that um it's like it looks like a 17th century guy in a powdered wig and he's looking down at uh, like a a clutch of uh, of parchment or papers mm-hmm. and he just looks up at you the viewer like with this just confused face. <laughs> and and so someone someone put um uh they said reading the Silmarillion for the first time and it has him looking down and then he looks up. He's like, "Eh?" and then it goes, but then it goes on. It's like reading the Silmarillion for the second time. And it's just the same picture. He's looking down and then he looks up at you. He's like, "Eh?" and imagine I want to, I want to make a meme. It's like, it's like trying to understand the cantos and the Malabolgias and the circles in Dante's Inferno and just looking down and then looking up. I was like, huh? Yeah. yeah, the other people who cover this, right? Like you watch a lot of YouTubers and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you read about like no one else seems to be admitting how how difficult it is <laughs> to keep track of the They're all of the lying. They're all lying, yes. right? No, no, no. <laughs> and there is a, if, if if we did a modern retelling of Dante's Inferno, they would have their own little circle, all of these liars who pretend <laughs> that this shit is easy. Right. <laughs> I'm a professor. I can understand. <laughs> it's really quite simple. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah. So, All right. so I've read Ulysses. But- I read Ulysses for pleasure. <laughs> pleasure. Uh, but yeah, we need to know Odysseus. Uh huh. Yeah. Which, yeah, I was shocked that Odysseus was down here. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Because you think of him as a hero, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and uh, folks, that, that's what I'm trying to say, is mm-hmm. this whole next canto hinges on you knowing this story. Right. Like, you have to be familiar with this, right? Um, so, uh, like, And the assumption is anyone reading Dante's Inferno in, in the 1300s would be familiar. Because right, with Homer's, Homer's Odyssey, right? Absolutely, yeah. right. And if you don't know the story, or if you're like me, and it's been uh, years... <laughs> This canto is a bit of a slog. Um, yeah. We didn't read it in, in high school. For me, they, they just sort of told it to us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they, we didn't read it. We, we got kind of a summary of it. And, and like talking yeah. about like as, as a – like we would stand like narrative structure up against it and be like, see, mm-hmm. this is what happened in the Odyssey, blah, blah, blah. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but yeah, like folks, as many circles and subcircles and evil pockets there are, that's how many tabs and hyperlinks I had to open. <laughs> We're gonna do we're gonna do an abridged version here, right? Okay, so so Odysseus. Mm, I didn't have to use any tabs. No, remember the Odyssey. <laughs> the only tab I used was the was the the can of uh, ice cold tab that I drank <laughs> as I as I z- zipped through this uh, this Odyssey. Right, through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, doing my taxes with the other hand. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so okay, okay, really, really quickly, right? Odysseus yeah. returns home on a ship. It's mm-hmm. the ship of Odysseus. <laughs> this is after the this is after the Trojan War. Uh, mm-hmm. On the way, he meets monsters. He has adventures, right? And in the end, mm-hmm. he has to deal with the consequences of his long absence. And mm-hmm. now he's in Dante's hell, sharing a bonfire with Diomedes. Uh, Never heard of him. Never, you didn't yeah. tell us about Diomedes. Nope. I don't know who that didn't, is. This is the first time I'm hearing, right? But you can you can be sure that I I did some research, right? Um, <laughs> It doesn't help that neither of these people are explicitly named uh-huh, in, right, in right. the text, right? You just got to like right. piece it together from the story that they tell, right? Anyway, okay, just a quick rundown. Diomedes is from the Iliad, also by Homer. It centers on it centers on the Trojan War, specifically the mm-hmm. consequences of Achilles' anger, right? So Don, Diomedes isn't even a main character, right? He's But he's in Dante's Hell. He's in this Malabolgia <laughs> for fraud with Odysseus, specifically for the sin of fraud. Um, Ulysses, uh, Odysseus because of the, you know, the Trojan horse. Diomedes uh-huh. because... I don't know. <laughs> I looked up, so I had to look up the movie Troy, which I'm sure is, you know, is, is, right. it's not a very good movie, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm sure it's, it's certainly not faithful. But uh, Diomedes ain't in there, so that's, that's okay. probably why I don't remember him. Well, there we go. <laughs> you know, Brad Pitt is Achilles. Right, know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Sean, Sean Bean is Odysseus. So it's, oh, okay, right. Um, I found this interesting, right, because of the Trojan horse thing. So, like, 
we we tend to remember that as a positive thing, right? Like when we're on the side of Odysseus, we're like, look at this, um, look at this great trick he played, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On on um, on the Trojans, right. and isn't that great? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but here, I I don't know. Um, I'm not sure why Dante takes the side of the Trojans and is like, oh, what a great fraud there is. So I've heard mm-hmm. other scholars talking about how Dante hates the Greeks. But and but like no 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 see and that's the same that's the same reaction that I had I was like everything here is Greek. What about Hercules? What about Virgil, his guy? <laughs> that's true, right? But Hercules is sweet; he's our favorite flavor. <laughs> that that's very interesting. Okay, so I don't he know sides if... with the Trojans, like the tragedy of the Trojans. Right. I I mean that that's what I'm hearing. I don't have anything else to back this up, but it's like people are people are are passing this around that 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 he he's not a fan of the Greeks, so that's why you know uh, Alexander the Great is in the boiling river of blood. That's okay. why like all these punishments for you know Odysseus and Diomedes and 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 whatnot. But at the same time, he's filled his entire hell landscape with centaurs and furies and right, right. and he's has his guide is a famous Greek and he goes to you know and he meets the noble and he meets like Aristotle and Plato and and, mm-hmm. and all of these people right like so I'm I'm a little bit confused about that wow hmm. yeah so geez yeah rethinking the Trojan War story the Iliad from the point of view of the of the Trojans and being like, okay, Paris steals away Helen from the Greeks and they have this great love mm-hmm. and then Paris's father who's the king of Greece like so the, no, sorry, the king of Troy, uh-huh. Paris's father, the king of Troy is like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna support my son, and and that's gonna cause the downfall of this kingdom because I love it too much, my son. Uh-huh. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's 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 interesting. Like, okay, so the Trojan horse is like this. When you're on the side of the Greeks, it's like, wow, yeah, we we cheated, right? <laughs> we we went in and slaughtered everybody yeah. based on this lie. We told them it's a present, right? That we love them and that that we were forgiven them. That it's peace, and we killed them. And hooray, hooray, hooray. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, like when we tell the story of the um American Revolution, we're like, oh, you know, hey, we snuck off into the woods and shot the British. We you know, broke and, and the rules of warfare. We broke the rules of warfare. We ambushed them, and we totally weren't fair. And we lived in the swamp and jumped out, and that's great. And then, like, when you hear, like, the stories of a freedom fighter doing the same thing, uh-huh. you're like, well, these, these stupid, these, these they're, assholes, they're right? They're, they're cheating, right? right? <laughs> but they do it to us, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just depends on, on what side you're on. Every single time I have seen in media a reference to a Trojan horse, like a, mm-hmm. like, it's like, we're, we're, we're going to get into the witch's castle, or we're going to get, you know, right. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to uh, breach this wall or something like that. It's always the heroes. Right. Doing the Trojan war thing. Right. Or the Trojan, sorry, the Trojan horse thing. <laughs> and, and, and winning. Or, like, you know, hilariously losing. Right. That's how they win in Independence Day. What? In Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith go up and they pretend that they're um they pretend that they're one of the aliens. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> I, I remember it. this. Okay. I remember Independence Day a whole lot better than I remember uh, my teacher telling me about the alien. <laughs> yeah, they they steal uh-huh. a um, an alien spaceship and they go and pretend that they're a wounded alien spaceship. And then they, they take them back in and then they upload a virus to the alien spaceship and blow it up. You know, now that I think about it, yeah. that, is, that is always <laughs> an action of the good guys. Right. You know, it's like the little rascals get on each other's shoulders and they wear a long <laughs> overcoat. And they pretend to be an adult. Has there is there is there a a, a story where it's the bad guys who do this, and we're I like, think, oh, how terrible! I think they do, but it's like the act one sort of deceit sort of thing. Mm, mm, mm. But yeah, the point of view of the uh, the nightclub owner who gets tricked by the little rascals in the trench coat, and then it gets shut down, and he can't afford his son's operation, right? <laughs> because the little rascals closed down his business. Jesus. I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, they they stop the story right before we hear any of that stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> and Keenan, how come we've not had Dante and Virgil have to do one of these things in one of these? You know, like you know, get on each other's shoulders and you know pretend to be like a three headed monster or something like that. They don't have a third friend. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's the trouble. That's what you need. You need a third Just friend. The two of them, right? right? They could have had Nessus, but they kept talking no, they shit kept, about yeah. him. <laughs> oh, I've I've never seen a three headed centaur before. <laughs> But I guess I'll let you through. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they get into this, right? They put on little angel oh, yeah. wings in there, you know. <laughs> Send here by God. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we're devils. Yeah, of course. Bah. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. Bad things. Bah. 
hey man, back there when you went ba 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 ba, I just want to let you know that was that's really offensive yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's no. not how that's how you see us. That's not how right, we see yeah. us. Yeah, you're you're perpetuating a stereotype <laughs> that's that's actually pretty harmful. And, uh, <laughs> and now we're gonna poke your butt. <laughs> yeah, as long as we get that sweet rump, <laughs> we forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those guys are fun. Um, <laughs> miss them. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, like I was saying, right? So we so we got we got um, Jesus, Ulysses, uh, uh, Odysseus, <laughs> the same guy, or the same guy, <laughs> and no Diomedes, chain, no arc. <laughs> And Diomedes, right? And and right. neither of these guys, again, like I said, are mentioned by name in Dante's mm-hmm. Inferno. You have to piece it together by the references they make. And you can't even go by the story they tell because, mm-hmm. like, when Dante asks them how they came to be here in hell, they tell right. a story that is Dante's invention. So it's not even an account of, like, the Iliad or the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It, it, it happens after. It tells how they... Uh, um, Odysseus and, and and Diomedes were sailing and they somehow managed to find the base of Mount Purgatory. Right. But before they could climb it, a, uh, a whirlwind or a whirlpool uh, swept them away to hell. Now, I know I was just ragging on Dante and Stephen King and William Peter Blatty, right, for inserting really obvious nods and winks to, to other works. And now I'm ragging on uh, Dante for not giving enough information, <laughs> right? So I am a hypocrite. I am writing this with my golden leaden cloak uh, <laughs> in the very same circle. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't quite get why he's being coy when all the other ones are like, "Hey, this is this person by name." Right. And uh, yeah, this is definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's interesting that like it, it feels like part of Odysseus's problem here is like like, like thinking that okay, we can get out of hell. So we're talking about how like Dante can Dante and Virgil can kind of see like, "Hey, you need to learn your lesson. Maybe mm-hmm. that's how you get out of hell potentially," right. um, or or just like, "Hey, none of you are repentive." And like Odysseus's idea of getting out of hell is to go on another Odyssey. Mm, right. right. So he keeps. So that's not the problem. The problem is, I guess, his pride and his um his fraud. Well, that's his problem, right? His right, fraud because right, yeah. the Trojan horse. So, yeah. um, like that he doesn't recognize that he's he he won the war through deceit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, I'm just going to keep on. I'm I'm Odysseus. I'm going to keep on Odysseusing, mm-hmm. which is like Odysseying. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to keep sailing my ship until oh, I can see Purgatory, and this time I'll get it. Right. Yeah. This time I'll get to Purgatory. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. This this raises kind of a, a a question that I that I continually have throughout this thing. Mm-hmm. These are people who practice a different religion. Yeah, when they die, and they're in hell, or they're you know, or or they sail to you know Mount Purgatory, aren't they like, well, shit? <laughs> I guess I was wrong this whole time. Right, right, right. I've been, yeah, doing the wrong religion for a couple thousand years, and now right. there's a new one. Yeah. That is the right one, clearly, because here's here's the mountain of purgatory. Right. Wouldn't you be, yeah. like, in denial for a little bit, right? A like, little bit. Yeah, you must be, right? Like, well, here I am down in Tartarus, right? And Virgil's mm-hmm. got to be like, no, 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 it's actually hell. No, this is Tartarus. I know this is right. Tartarus. Like, Hades is here somewhere. I saw Cerberus, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you got up to heaven and at the pearly gates, uh, it was everything you thought, but then, uh, you know, St. Peter greets you and he's uh, half St. Peter and half and half a praying mantis, right? He's been anamorphed in between. <laughs> you would have some trouble, you know, <laughs> reconciling that right? for a little while. Right? Yeah. You'd be in denial for some time. He's like, welcome, welcome to, to the pearly gates. I'm, you know, I'm here. It was like, we're going to register you, but first we've got to go over, you know, all of your, all of your deeds. And I'm like, right. hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> right. All that I understand. <laughs> I've been well prepared for that part of it. But I was not prepared, sir, for I this. I would that you are an animal. Well, that's actually reading the right yeah. text. You weren't. Uh, <laughs> it's actually on page five. If you'll give me a second and stop interrupting. Right. I've been like, mentioning to the guy upstairs that we got to put this on page one because everyone interrupts me. <laughs> But I don't know. I, I, I'd be like, well, we put out dozens of Animorph books and you <laughs> you walked by them in the children's library yeah. every week mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. never thought of picking one up. Yeah. Someone so someone actually a- came up to you and said, read this. <laughs> this is the good news. <laughs> and you turned them away. Right. Yeah. Because you thought the picture was kind of creepy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what do you think now? As his little... As- <laughs> Little mandibles are clicking, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) but it would take a little bit. Yes, I think that would take me some time to Mm -hmm. to get my head around. But Odysseus has had a couple thousand years now. Yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. couple thousand. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, okay. So, so that's Canto twenty (laughs) six. All right. (laughs) 
it's just it's just them retelling the story of, of, right, of how they right. almost got they the purgatory. The whole, That's right. it. They do the whole Odysseus and right. everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, Odyssey, yeah. Yep. It's all covered. And uh, and now we move on to Canto Twenty Seven, right? Dante Dante is still talking to these guys, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They're 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 uh, he's almost done, right? You know, uh, they're they're saying their goodbyes, right? You know how it is, like at a party, you have to you have to like ramp it up to a goodbye, right? You you go to everyone, you give them a hug, you make a little callback to the conversation that you had, you, mm-hmm. you wish them well, and then they say goodbye, and then God help you. <laughs> If you bump into someone who doesn't understand that that's what you're doing <laughs> and thinks you want to talk more mm-hmm. and holds you there with a new conversation and like, and you're chatting with them, trying to steer the conversation back to goodbye. And, you know, you look up and behind them waiting patiently <laughs> for their turn is a new guy you never met. <laughs> and you know, he's going to introduce himself. And you remember that that Taco Bell closes at 11 and it's 1045. <laughs> And that's all you wanted to do on the way home is just obliterate your diet that you've been so good with because social interaction has has ruined you for the night. Well, let's be honest. That's the only reason you went to the party to begin with. Yes. <laughs> this is for the excuse that you would get to go to Taco Bell on the way Yes, home. That, is, that, is, that is very true. Oh, you know me through and through. Yeah. Well, I can get drunk enough so my inhibitions are lowered mm-hmm. so that I can get some Taco Bell. <laughs> But yeah, um, so, so so literally, this new guy butts into the conversation, and and Ulysses and, and Diomedes they just sort of wander off. <laughs> they just told the story. They they don't do any like magic tricks like any of the other people there. No, no. They just told the story of of the Iliad. And the they Odyssey. don't they don't give any advice, right? right. They don't they don't uh, like say that. Ah, no, I've learned the error of my way. No, well, no, no. nobody does, right? Yeah. No, but they don't yeah. say what's it like in Florence right now or yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they just they just walk off, and 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 now uh, Dante's got to talk to this guy. This is Guido de Montefeltro, um, and early readers would have immediately recognized this guy. Um, mm. So Guido is one of the the Ghibellines. Remember, that's mm-hmm. the side of the, the that is uh, pro uh, Holy Roman Emperor and anti Pope, right? Mm-hmm. And and also Dante's political rival, right? Although we have seen Dante can also be anti Pope, right? Yeah, depending on the Pope, right? Yeah, depending on the Pope. It depends on what on the Pope. Uh, And yeah, you know, just like at a party that you're trying to leave, this guy um, you haven't talked to all night pops up and wants to talk politics with you, (laughs) right? He asked Dante how things are going up in Italy. Um, Mm -hmm. And here, uh, Dr. Uh, Doug Henry says that Dante obliges, telling him of the Italian's endless Game of Thrones, which uh, that's that's another thing that like, you know, people will talk endlessly to you about, um, Mm -hmm. you know, about uh, about shows that they're binging and they will try to press upon you. If you haven't, have you have you seen Game of Thrones? You mm-hmm. should watch Game of Thrones. It's a show. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. But you, but you should watch. And a thing happens in season two. I'm just going to. I'm just going to just watch it. Watch it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I avoid movie spoilers, mm-hmm. but but TV, it's just like, oh, well, I, I don't know when I'll ever catch up to that. So I, I don't mm-hmm. avoid TV spoilers. Just, it's fine. Let me yeah. know what happens. There's <laughs> something that happens in the 17th season of Game of Thrones, and I need you to watch it before the next party so that we can right. talk about it. <laughs> right? And then you go to the next party, and you spend the, the entire time trying to avoid that person. You didn't watch fucking Game of Thrones. Right, but then he puts your picture up in all the Taco Bells. <laughs> Do not give this guy Taco Bell and bless you. Right. Tells you who kills what's his name? Yeah, <laughs> Stangrid Barmathian <laughs> Barabbas. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, okay. So, so Guido goes on to tell his story, mm-hmm. um, and he says that while he was alive, his actions were not that of the lion, but of the fox. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which said is like, like I guess, like all over the world, foxes are are kind of like tricksy characters. That right, fascinates yeah. me. That like because you you see sometimes like like colors and numbers and you know certain other things like they symbolize like the exact opposite. Right. Like mm-hmm. like in some countries, a white cat is bad luck. Or oh you know, really? Yeah. Or red means like good luck. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like apparently a fox like everywhere, everywhere, everywhere that I know of. Um, right. You know. And again, I'm you know ignorant. Lester, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think they just have those faces, right? They just have those sly-looking faces for yeah. no reason. All Interesting. Of yeah. So, so he wasn't. He uh, his actions weren't that of a lion; they were that mm-hmm. of a fox. And apparently, by this, he means that while he was alive, everyone loved him and thought he was the epitome, the epitome of <laughs> virtue and grace, mm-hmm. and you know, like a shining example of of a good counselor and a good politician. But secretly, mm-hmm. he was doing all these like shady deals and all these Machiavellian uh, machinations, and he got, mm-hmm. and he got away with it without anyone finding out. 
Yeah, right? it's really impressive because Machiavelli hadn't been invented yet. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So. But yeah, but then um, at some point, right, he, like, while he's still alive, right, this guy, mm-hmm. right, not Machiavelli, but uh, uh, Guido, <laughs> right, um, he has this change of heart and he decides to turn over a new leaf to give up his life of debauchery and become a Franciscan friar. Right. He gave up all his fine clothes and his possessions and he shaved his head in that little, you know, like that kind of like donut thing that you see, like where the, mm-hmm. where the top is bald. But, you know, you got the little um, bowl cut, you know, on the sides. Right. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and everyone was amazed. Right. Like they loved him even more now. Right. Dr. Doug, Doug Henry remarks, imagine what we would think if one of the wealthiest, most powerful people in the world suddenly gave up all their possessions. Right. Mm-hmm. And all their assets, and, you know, and, and became a monk. Right. Like what would people think? Um, what would that even look like? Right. I'm thinking I'm thinking like Jeff Bezos. I'm thinking Elon mm-hmm. Musk. Right. Like if, if Elon Musk gave everything away mm-hmm. and became like you- a, a, a monk. Right. Or, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos is uh, ex-wife Mackenzie Scott. Right. So she got um, whatever, hundreds of billions of dollars right? because uh-huh. she divorced Jeff Bezos and they mm-hmm. they were married when he built Amazon. And then um, she immediately started giving it away. Like uh-huh. she was giving billions and billions of dollars away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like she she's tried to do good with it. And then mm-hmm. she gets criticism, right, for the way that she's giving out her money. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bezos and Musk, right, like they don't listen to any criticism, you know. So right. Mackenzie Scott, you know, gets all this criticism. And, and then, you know, what she did is uh, she uh, listened to it. <laughs> she, and she took some of the advice and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Or like, I have all this power and like, like, like there's no heads or tails of like how I'm giving this money or who I'm giving this money to. And like people should know like where this right. money is coming from. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's not perfect yet, but it, it's certainly better than, you know, not giving any of the money away right. to any yeah. of the charities. Right. I love how she gets more flack than yeah, the yeah, people exactly. who are not giving anything away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because she listens because yeah. she could actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think a lot of her, um, you know, as far as billionaires go but yeah she was into like i'm not going to try to turn this money into my own company or whatever like, right like, and just hoard 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 like i'm gonna have a plan to give it away so yeah there you go see right so you know when when end times come um those other guys will be down down here in, in inferno and she'll be uh yeah, maybe uh you know mm, we'll see yeah, based on we'll see. Uh, guido's story yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's that's right yeah <laughs> But yeah, so so back to Guido. So so as Guido is dying, a quote black cherubim appears and drags him to hell. And this is where Guido insists that this isn't fair. He had repented. Shouldn't he be forgiven, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? But then he goes on to say that it wasn't his fault that Pope Boniface got him to conspire against an entire town in order to capture it, right? This was this was the Pope's fault for this was the Pope's fault for tempting him, right? Uh, plus the Pope also promised to absolve him of his sin. Of this very sin, right? So even down here in hell, Guido feels like he got a bad deal and is blaming everyone but himself, right? But as the cherubim who dragged him away states, it doesn't really work that way, right? You can't you can't be pre-absolved for a sin mm-hmm. that you know that you're going to commit, right? The, the cherubim says, uh, one, quote, one who does not repent cannot be absolved, nor can a man repent and will at the same time. The law of contradiction rules it out. So he thought he was, he was safe because he had these good deeds, but there was one pretty major sin that uh, came after that or something or uh, well he thought he was he thought he was safe because uh he had changed he had these good deeds but like right. in reality it seems like he didn't change all that much right like uh-huh. he went he went into the service of uh pope boniface mm-hmm. and pope boniface ended up being corrupt as well so he just kind of like uh they, they started working together and conspiring against um uh against everybody mm-hmm. all right so, so yeah. be, be careful Mackenzie scott Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't conspire yeah. with the Pope to right. turn your own town against itself, so it could be invaded by a different city state. Exactly, and that 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 uh, that pre uh, absolution means right. nothing. Right. Right. No matter how many billions you got. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> right. So yeah, so that's uh, that's Guido's story, and that's why he's down here. And again, he doesn't under he doesn't seem to understand what he did. Right. Right. Or he, he doesn't seem that like uh, he doesn't he's uh, he, he, he thinks this uh, this is unfair. Yeah, right? he does not accept that this is yeah, yeah. just right. So mm-hmm, he can't mm-hmm. change. Yeah. So he changed up there, but can't change down here. Right. Or, or like, and, and then, and then we can say, like, did he really change? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, like, you know, right. was he, was he like, you know, one of those hypocrites? Did he, you know, he, he puts on a monk's robe and he shaves mm-hmm. his head and he's, you know, he's good for a while. And then, you know, we find out later that he's, you know, he's not, he's not as good as, right. he, as he seems. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so that's Guido. Right. Um, and we remember, right. You know, the, the Pope in a hole uh, back down there. Was that Pope Boniface? No, no, no. That was Pope Nicholas. Right. Yeah. And, but he was saying that Pope Boniface would soon join him. He would like push him further down, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so now we got the, uh, you know. Yeah. By the time that Dante is reading this, Pope Boniface is is dead, I believe. Ah, okay. Well, there right. we go. Because hmm. yeah. this is a period piece. Yes. Right. 
Um, okay, so let's actually talk a little bit about the fire imagery in these cantos, right? You know, uh, Dr. Doug Henry, he remarks, as I think we have also remarked on mm-hmm. this show, that in Dante's Hell, fire has been relatively rare so far, right? It's mm-hmm. certainly not a landscape of fire, right? And that got me thinking, it's like, no, it isn't, right? In fact, actually, much like the sinners down here, whenever we see fire, it appears to be rather self-contained, right? Mm-hmm. We got uh, 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 flaming tombs where each sinner is consigned to their own personal hot tub. Um, we got the popes in a hole um, with the soles of their feet on fire. Mm-hmm. And now we got these these individualized bonfires just walking around, right? And now that you think about it, I guess I guess even like the, the, the candle flames falling like snow are sort of individual because they're not really like setting the sand on fire, just the people that they land on. Right. And in Gustav Doré's illustrations, there's great like um, uh, wonderful uh, shadows that are possible, right? Mm, because mm-hmm, the fires mm-hmm. are individual. If the whole thing was fire, yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't have any of these really cool It'd be very bright shadows, yeah. right? <laughs> so yeah, so so we got we got fire imagery creeping up in here, but not as much as you would think, right? Yeah, I was I was thinking about that and like where hellfire sort of. We talked about that with Gehenna, which was right. a, a place where you would burn garbage and sometimes right. bodies. And yeah, um, and I was looking at. There's another Jewish concept uh, called uh, topet, T O P H E T. Oh, okay. Uh, a Hebrew um, concept where they, where they're borrowing from um, the Babylonian ideas of uh, the the fire sacrifices of children to Moloch. Oh, okay. Our good buddy. Yeah. Mark, so they're right? so yeah. they're seeing that and being like, well, that's that's something like a hell, right? Right. Like, that is literal hell. That is, right. That's a literal that we saw on Earth, and so there's mm-hmm. there's some of that. Um, and then I was seeing like in Hellfire where we have it, like, the Lake of Fire, you know, which is the right. idea from Revelation mm-hmm. that yeah. that might be uh, influenced from the Egyptian idea of the Lake of Fire, which was a place that um, in the Egyptian afterlife you would have to go and, and traverse. Right. Okay. So yeah. So it's interesting, right? So in Revelation, the last book of the um, of the Christian Bible, right? right? That now we're like going back potentially and being influenced by Egyptian um, religion. Yeah, and it's also interesting that like in there, at least in the the Egyptian story, it's a it's it's part of the journey, right? It's like right. you're not gonna. It, it's not like prison. You're not gonna end up there. It's like it's one of the landscapes that you have yeah. to like mm-hmm. like cross. Right. Exactly. Interesting, huh? But yeah, folks, I mean, you know, and now, and now we got Dante like adding to the mix, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and he's, and he's putting some, some of his own, uh, contrapassos in here, some, some, <laughs> uh, fire and some brimstone and, and, right. and pitch and pitchforks and, and Halloween devils, but also fallen angels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Um, now, okay. In this case, in this Malebolgia, we got fire associated also with false counselors. Um, so Dr. Doug Henry, he, he cites James three verses five to six, um, Quote, the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell with false boasts and manipulative and manipulative speech. Our tongue set the world ablaze. Hmm. So Dr. Henry, uh, Dr. Henry likens this to how rumors and false counsel can spread like, quote unquote, wildfire mm-hmm. and even references social media as like the latest iteration of this type of uh, consuming fire. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, so so these false counselors are engulfed in their own personal tongues of fire, even as they uh, burned others with the fire of their tongues. Right. Um, Dr. Henry also points out that this is uh, also a mockery of Acts 2, which says, Quote, when tongues of fire rested on the disciples, filling them with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so so their their gift of fraudulent speech literally engulfs them now in quote unquote tongues of fire. Right? Oh wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Right? Um so so he's writing this about social media. This is sort of after the idea of like the meme, right? The original idea of the meme is like a gene. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's the analogy, right? So right. in Richard Dawkins. We now say like it goes viral, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it spreads like a disease or something like, like a that. Like a disease, right? Yeah. But a meme is like a, uh, the the metaphor of a gene, but for ideas, right? Mm-hmm. That gets spread and it evolves and it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then now we think about it as beginning out of control, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So like the, the fake news meme, which is something that like is a real thing that people – like scholars were arguing as like, be careful of fake news. There were actual websites that look like real newspaper sites and they were right. literally just fake news. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that gets taken away. And then that, that means that means something else as it moves on. And the, uh, the phrase fake news then becomes about like political, political spin, which isn't right. the original idea. And then Donald Trump is like, Oh, I'm going to take that and say like CNN is fake news, right. which is now two steps removed away from the original idea. Mm-hmm. And now, now that's where it is now. So when we hear fake news, we, we think of mainstream media. 
Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so whenever anyone says like, oh, that's fake news, that it's 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 two or three steps removed from the original idea because it's spreading and changing and mm-hmm. and becoming this out of control thing. Yeah. Language, folks. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's awesome. Except when it's not. Except when it's not. <laughs> Except when it burns us in the rump. <laughs> not in a good way. No, no. <laughs> Tongues of fire on our right. Wait, Keenan, how have we not done flames? On the side of my face. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that in our hell episodes. Yeah, which is where we should be doing it. <laughs> Not in the exercise. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what that that is all of my notes. That is, uh, we're going to end with this canto. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is t- canto twenty six. Right? 27. Oh, 27. <laughs> 27. Um, yeah, it's 27. So we have what? Like, we have seven left. Yeah, we have seven left. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then what are we going to do? We got to say goodbye to Dante and Virgil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll carry on. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll carry on. <laughs> They're going to go up to purgatory and, and without us. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're unfit for that. that journey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, that is that is all of my notes uh, for today, Keenan. Um, is there anything else? No, I think we got it. All right, folks, this has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark, and I've been Keenan Diaz. So you can find me on Instagram and Letterbox as Howdy Keenan. Yeah, we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared the show by word of mouth or on social media, and a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five star ratings on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our show. We really appreciate it. It's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like you. All right. Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. Folks, until next time, the The power power of Animorphs compels you. And will be your holy guides on this. Oh, no, wait. I'm turning into an ostrich. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Lester, your face. Where is it? Come back up here. Don't be afraid. It's all the way up here. But, oh, no. I'm turning into a marmoset. And I oh, don't no. know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, the, it's like, you know, I'm turning into a three-toed sloth. <laughs> You have to announce it as you as it's happening. Right, exactly. And I'm going to look up what a marmoset is to see what I've turned into. Oh, they're cute. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like lemurs or monkeys. It's some kind of lemur monkey thing. I'm turning into a cloaca. No, wait, no. That's <laughs> what is the animal that ah, sounds like that? Give me that cloaca. <laughs> no, it's a it's a poke, it's poke a that cloaca. It's a it's a mate. No, not not a cloaca. <laughs> A kawaka. There we go. Oh, a kawaka. They're great. Yeah. Oh, yes, those they are. are wonderful. <laughs> yeah. If you folks, if you want to know what a what a a, a transplant from Zootopia <laughs> looks like in mm. real life, right? That that is a a kawaka, right? Kawaka. Yeah. Q U O K K A. Not a kawaka. I never said that. That is fake news. <laughs> yeah. Don't Google kawaka. That's Perfect. that's a seventh circle. Yeah. <laughs>